Hello and welcome to the Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and I'm back this week with a brand new podcast. This week, let's talk porn. I know it's a uh, a subject for many that is kind of stigmatized and quite... Uh, it's tough to talk about, and I think I'm intrigued to try and... You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to shine a light on it because everyone knows what porn is and everyone knows that, you know, pornography is kind of a part of, of people's lives and we've kind of accepted it. So I'll start by kind of letting letting you guys know for, from my perspective as well as mixing in some, some facts and some figures uh, and letting you know where we are in the world with uh, the, the situation with porn and what it could do to not just my generation who I would say that... If you're born between the years of 1990 all the way up until currently, you know, <laughs> kids being born now, uh, but mainly from 1990 to the year 2000, the 90s period, you're going to have grown up with this evolution of going from magazines, you know, with still images to just unlimited supplies uh, of pornography. For those who are a little bit, how should we say, not too keen on the subject, please move on to another of my podcasts. There are plenty of them with a little bit of a light-hearted subject. I'm going to try and make things a little bit lighter because uh, it's quite serious, this, but I want to get into this issue. So like I said, those those who are within that time frame, you're going to have evolved like me. I was born in 1995, so from the early 2000s onwards, you're going to be seeing this evolution. For me personally, I was introduced to porn by accident at a very young age. I was 11 years old at the time. Uh, it's quite shocking to think that porn's been in my life for 15 years. Um, the point of this video, is, as well as a, a warning to people, but also it's, it's an accountability sort of video for me slash podcast for me, because I'm going to try and quit, uh, and and this is a, a message to to future Chris to to stay strong and to try and get away from from this. And I am going to call it what it is. It's an addiction. It is 100%. I'm going to be real with you. It's it's definitely an addiction. It's definitely something that the the one part of my life I don't talk about. It's it's something that um, I would class as something that makes me feel weaker. And as I've spoken about many times with, you know, quoting Jordan Peace and you shouldn't do anything that makes you feel weaker, that shouldn't, that makes you feel like less of a person. And this is definitely something. It doesn't make me feel good. It's an in the moment thing. It feels like a necessity, you know, that's so wrong. So apart, moving apart from my feelings towards it, because that got, got into a, a little bit of a, a too quick confrontation with myself into this podcast for those listening. I'm so sorry that I got too intense too quickly. Point being is, is that porn has evolved. And as I've, I and my generation have evolved with it, it's got more aggressive. It has got to the point now where we have a, a situation. Uh, and let me get some of the statistics up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got a good one here that a 2014 study showed that porn decreased brain size on men who uh, consumed it on a regular basis in comparison to those who didn't. Uh, Grey matter, which is like a, a quite a majority of your brain, uh, the, and, and I think it's the right side of your brain as well, uh, is changed based off porn as well. Your value system on what you 
you know, going after the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever you're into is then decreased because you're using pornography as a way to uh, affect that goal system. And it's it's bad, man, because it stops men. And this has been shown in the, in some studies as well uh, of going after, you know, going out. I don't know. Oh, that's a bad way of saying it, but pursuing their ideal partners. And so it's, uh, I think Jordan Peterson called it the porn fairy. You know, Tinkerbell from Neverland. This idea, this beautiful idea of, of, of a perfect being that's there for you. And that's what porn is. It's a, it's a way for you to evade reality and to go into uh, something that doesn't exist. So, yeah. Uh, I've also got, according to Huffington Post, 30% of material on the internet is porn, which is crazy um i used to laugh at a video when i was younger that was created i think it was like um part of the kingdom hearts lol era which was a very early 2000s referenced for the, for those who get that um the uh, the idea was there was a song called the internet is for porn why do you think the net was born porn 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 and it you know it, at starting as a joke it's uh it's one of those things that you forget that oh damn like it was studies and notes comparisons between professors and pornography that was first introduced to, to the internet so we evolved my generation and the, the and obviously gen z as well who are after who ha gen z haven't had the evolution they've just it's there you know you get introduced to it for them they have no way of knowing before and after they only know what's there at the moment so I feel for them more than us because at least my generation knew that we went from something to porn and the generations before me, like my parents' generation and, and the generation below them as well in Gen X and, and it, it, it kind of, you you understood what was before and after. But with Gen Z, oh man, like that's, there must be, I imagine there's a study somewhere that's probably saying that there's a world of understanding before and after of pornography and those who don't understand it and just know that that's what's there and it's always been there. Like the internet, for instance. Very interesting, I imagine, with the comparison of that for the, for the kids. So back to what I was saying with the, the evolution. So for me personally, like I said, I discovered it at 11 years old. I think the common discovery age of guys my age or girls is around 13 14 more as teenagers uh like i said i discovered it by accident through hearing uh a classified site basically there was this site called pick search when i was at school that was uh you could go on and search for copyable images that you could use for art and stuff like that and that was the safe search where picture site what I overheard from a friend was Pick Hunter. Now, I had no idea what this site was. I had no idea what it, you know, what they, they were joking about it. I had no idea what they were talking about. But when I went home, I went home to my house. We had a computer in the family room, like in the dining room area. And the computer was in the corner. I don't know if that's, that's what, that was what it was like in my house anyway. And I remember my dad being sat at the table to the left of me and I thought oh okay I'll, I'll check out this website and 
I check out, I go on, and instantly, uh, it's just a whirlwind of emotion. Thank, I don't know whether my dad saw it, I don't know whether he said nothing, um, and I, from there, I didn't know what I'd just seen. It's very hard to, 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 to comment at 11 years old, but from then on out, um, I think I... I, I got it explained to me by a friend at school at some point as well. And then as you get educated in sex education, you get you, you have an idea. And I've got something here, like a little statistic, because I found it by accident and I was intrigued to see what other people. So according to the NSPCC, of adults who've seen porn, 28% saw it by accident. So that's me in there. 19% were shown it by someone else. And 19% saw it intentionally. And the other 34% are unknown, apparently. <laughs> Uh, but that's fascinating to think that, you know, what was that, 20, 28%? Yeah, 28% saw it by accident. Man, like, that's... Obviously, we don't want to to cause, uh, what would you call it, tyranny in the internet and, and saying that we shouldn't be able to see this and you shouldn't see that. Um, and I'm not going to blame anyone either because I don't think that's the game. It's just that it, life happens, doesn't it? I think in this scenario, though, you've got to be in this generation. And when I raise kids as well, you've got to be switched on when it comes down to this. You've got to be... Uh, the irony is, is my dad's actually in IT. He's been in IT all, all his life. Um, so that that is the irony there, is that even if you do have somebody who is pretty switched on when it comes down to technology, uh, things can slip through and that can happen. And that's life. That You move on. Point being here is that that evolution, I imagine, happened to a lot of kids. And as I gave a statistic there, I backed it up. Uh, and I imagine between the ages of like 11, 12, 13, 14, that big chunk there of, of age group is that when we were growing up, we had the basic site, but it was still there, you know. I saw pictures and that pictures evolved into videos and videos got more graphic. And then you got to a point where you're just watching it you know on a regular basis and you get older and everyone makes a joke out of it no one really talks about it so it's just kind of thrown under the rug and just pushed aside and you know nobody really talks about what they're doing they just know it's there and as you're growing up with kids you talk about it and you make a joke out of it and that's it and society kind of says oh yeah porn just you know it's it's there it's there but what they don't talk about how there's addiction behind it. I think I know, f you know, five or so people. I think the main person I know about who talked about porn addiction was Terry Crews. I think a lot of people know about Terry Crews and how he went to rehab and how he had to go to rehab for porn to reconnect with his wife and how it had, had basically altered his mind and how he no longer valued the relationship that he was in. And I've got a statistic for that as well. So for porn, when regularly consumed, again, you know, this was a, a, a journal that was published in the 2000s. So, you know, it's quite early on. Even So even then, when the tech wasn't as high as us and the, the videos weren't being as highly produced and there wasn't HD, porn was alter, altering sexual tastes in the human brain over time. So that meant that the more you consumed, the more you evolved with the porn. 
and you thought that you were going to stay at your standard porn taste, but the more you consumed, the the more different porn you would consume. And apparently it would change your sexual uh, connotations in some areas. Now, I don't know if that's actually true or not, uh, because a lot of statistics are just thrown out there and, you know, just used as a way to defend certain points. But the point being is that this evolution of pornography here is, is really intriguing as well. And so Terry Crews saw that in himself and saw that he was blaming other people, blaming his wife and not realising that the problem was with him. And so I can relate to that, is that you can, you know, I'm 26, you know, and it, it takes you a while to, I've, I've tried to quit before, it's, I've tried to, you know, just not not hold accountability for myself. So I'm kind of intrigued, I'm making this video as a way to hold accountability, but also I'm intrigued to see how many people react to this uh, in a, a negative or a positive way, but in, in, in a sort of scientific way as well, because the amount of statistics out there that say that porn is bad for you, and yet there's not many people talking about it. And it's a conversation I'd love to have at some point with somebody uh, and, and be truly intrigued to see what my peers say about this. So yes, so there's that. And the other one was Jordan Peterson, as I've said before, who talked about how pornography is altering a lot of men in society in, in like I said earlier, in this Neverland environment where you are a boy forever and you're not a man and you need to evolve into a man. And this is making you still a boy because you're still dreaming after the porn fairy. And it's this evolution here, this this time frame where you have to put that aside and, you know, seek normal relationships. <laughs> Nothing's perfect in this world. And you need to be told it early on. I never did. I never had the talk. I never had anything like that growing up when it came down to, to porn or anything along those lines. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I'm glad that I have evolved as a human being on my own and figured out for myself it's made me a stronger person by doing so. But it is nice to have some guidance from time to time and I think that's one thing that I will take into the next generation and say, yeah, we're going to put some filters on the internet and we're going to put some... Uh, you know, guidelines and, and talk early on in the years because this is going to continue to grow. Uh, I've got another statistic here as well is that uh, a porn film is created every 39 minutes in the USA, which is absolutely insane. 39 minutes every... Like the, the content at the moment, right? Like I said earlier, 30% of the internet consists of pornography. The I'm pretty sure... They said that on Pornhub, uh, the amount of people visiting per day was, was in like hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions every day. And that's men and women. And yes, there's a lower uh, sort of population of women viewing pornography and men definitely higher up in the ranking for it. But they're still there. And it's still something like one in three women will watch porn once every like few weeks or something like that while every single man i think it's like 1.12 men uh, are watching porn on a daily basis which is insane to, to think and so the more i'm talking through these statistics the more i'm trying to provide evidence to myself and also to the listener and the viewer that this is like smoking you know after a while your brain is 
what you're destroying. So while smoking is going to destroy your lungs and you know you're going to get cancer, uh, I think we need to treat pornography the same way as the, in, in, in that sense. Uh, it's going to destroy your mind and also parts of your body as well where you're going to find... I mean, for me personally, I'm so lucky that I don't have any like physical side effects. I've heard, I've seen in statistics where guys can't get hard anymore. They struggle sexually. Uh, I've been really lucky in that part where I haven't had struggled that part at all. Um, but I really feel for you. So if anyone is, um, you know, I want to, you know, put out that hugs all around because <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the world. There, there is like, um, sorry, let me rephrase that. There, there is nothing wrong with you physically it's that you have to push away the pornography and you will get better and it life will return to normal and you will be able to get hard again i mean obviously there's assistance uh, out there for you anyway i'm not a doctor so i shouldn't be talking like this i shouldn't be giving advice what i should be doing is just talking about the story the story the tales so like i said as i grew up evolution my generation they evolve with it and then we get to the like the the 2010s, when you're like a semi-adult slash young person, um, and you still, you know, you're still consuming it, and at that time, the content is high, and it's exactly like it is today. The insane amount of pornography being created was at its all time, I think in 2013, around that period of time. Uh, when I turned 18 at that period of time, uh, pornography was just being cranked out and it's really sad to know that the majority of people in porn uh, suffer from either being abused mentally physically and going to porn because of that and the 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 porn itself is a, a, a not a way out but it's also a crutch towards the per the people filming it which is awful to know as well so when you watch these documentaries where these women have kids uh, and they have insane intense sex scenes with with multiple partners um it really put in, puts into perspective and when you as a person know that you've watched one of their videos and you relate to the per and you see the person they actually and it no longer becomes this fantasy you're like oh holy crap that's a person with a family and a kid and you're yeah it becomes real very quickly so if if i do have any advice that doesn't isn't going to affect you mentally physically or, or going to hurt you in any way watch one of those documentaries uh, and it will, it will really you know remind you of a little bit of a reality check so talking about evolution talked about a little bit of statistics here for me personally my goal is to quit porn forever i'm going to try and see what happens day by day because what i've been hearing and what i've found in my research for porn is that currently this is day one for me so as of filming it's day one so we're we're all green right now there's no side effects there's no nothing i'm all good i'm all clear here and it's not going to affect me in any way but apparently on day two the anxiety kicks in the uh, the the sort of like need and want for it kicks in so i'm i'm intrigued to see what happens and apparently it's like by between days 4 and 7 is when you relapse and so it's intriguing cuz this reminds me so much of when people quit cigarettes 
uh, or quick alcohol or anything that really struggles for them. And you guys know how much uh, I love to work out and to be really healthy. And so I associate this a little bit with uh, being overweight and it's like eating that unhealthy food. So I'm going to try and mentally consider it like that. So I'm really intrigued to, to see if I can move it like that. So another statistics as well. Yeah, porn addiction creates anxiety and sleep loss. I saw that and I was quite intrigued as well because when I consumed porn, it was mainly at night and I always associated it with, oh, I could do this and then I'll fall asleep afterwards. You know, ironically, the, the whole male thing come and then you're done, basically. <laughs> and about it but it's kind of scary thinking about how oh actually it's probably creating worse sleep for me and i'm not going into as deep a sleep and it's probably creating anxiety later on as well so i'm intrigued to see what happens uh, in 30 days time so i might do an update in 30 days and, and see what's going on uh, using myself as a guinea pig right now but apparently so once you get past day seven it's between days eight to 30 where you can start to see the results of how your mind starts to change so i'm going to try and write some stuff down see where i'm at there as well and see what sort of uh accountability and sort and and changes i'm seeing in myself because as i said if i can treat this like a, a, a addiction to food uh, and restrain myself and then just slowly you know move move off like I do with my you know my sweets for those who know me I have an extremely sweet tooth I love sweets but I've been able to control myself now where I can isolate uh, to one day of the week uh, for instance today I went and saw James Bond at the cinema I had some sweets from the cinema highly overpriced sweets but nonetheless I had some sweets <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed it but tomorrow it's back to the grind it's back to getting that protein in it's back to getting the the healthy foods in every single day and today i still got healthy foods in. it's just that i had some sweets at the cinema and it's i'm going to try and you know keep that in my mind and associate porn as like ah you're going to try and go cold turkey and you're going to try and isolate to you know using masturbation as a day, maybe a one day a week sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, I really have never done this before. I don't know how it's going to work out. I really don't know uh, what sort of things are going to happen along the way. Uh, probably an increased uh, level of aggression, <laughs> most likely. Uh, but yes, so what else is there? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, your brain gets rewired and yeah. As, as well as that, um, I saw in in another documentary as well was that porn is, is is really causing a lot of issues for people's relationships. So we talked about Terry Crews and his wife. Um, I remember seeing that porn was basically creating higher like different expectations for the partner who consumed it, and that something like thirty percent of people started to break up because of the higher expectation or the expectation of sexual desires that would become uh, a little bit out of the boat. I do think there is a link between, yeah, obviously we're all human, so we do want to experiment and stuff like that, but I do think there is a link between porn being introduced into the mainstream of people's lives and, you know, 
things getting a little bit raw later on in life. Uh, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I do listen to a couple of podcasts where they're talking about women who've been in the industry. And while there's a lot of jokes being thrown around, there is quite a few truths where you're listening in, you're like, oh, damn, that's pretty savage. And they're just saying it nonchalantly. Another fact I heard was that um, a girl's voice, if she sounds like she's still got quite a high voice and that she sounds like a younger woman or a, a teenager still, it's because she has dealt with some sort of sexual assault uh, early on in her life, which has caused her to stay mentally at that, the, you know, the voice stays at that age. Uh, and that means that what you're listening to is somebody who hasn't moved forward mentally in life. There's a lot of therapy issues there as well. I know I should be talking about this as if I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do listen to other people who do know and it is intriguing to hear their perspective on these things. So yeah, people have this very toxic relationship with porn and I'm trying to put it out there now. You've heard some statistics, you've heard how I got into to it as well. And what I'm gonna talk about now is something that is it's sensitive because I would love it if I heard from people trying to do the same, trying to quit, trying to move on. Uh, I am also gonna try and reduce the <laughs> masturbation sessions as well. Uh, I'm not gonna do no fap because I think that's kind of a, a fad, but at the same time, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Uh, this feels a little bit unnerving in many ways because this is unknown territory and the unknown unknown always scares everybody no matter what it is so for me i'm intrigued to see how the porn industry evolves from here because obviously the amount of porn that gets consumed right in order to get to this point where you've got hundreds of millions of people consuming it on a daily basis you've also got to consider that they've taken it to this point where people evolve each time and I remember listening to one of the podcasts where a guy came in and he called in and he said I can't you know jerk off unless I watch all of these different types of pornography and it's because he's got access to them in the first place where he has to go from one section to another to another to another until he gets to the most you know raw uh, I don't even want to describe it but but very 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 dark pornography and you've got to be questioning it's like um, naivety versus knowledge is is the idea of the um, Garden of Eden of did you eat the apple or not would you be the same if you hadn't had access to this in the first place and that is a question that I'm going to leave lingering there because I think that's something to, to break apart and dive deeper into that I don't have time to today, but it's it's something in my mind that I'd love to talk to with at some point and see what happens. But how do they take it further? Like I said, I'm readdressing that. How do you take it from where it is at the moment? It's already at a point now where we're thinking, where I imagine, even though that it's not on the news or anything along those lines, I imagine that it's just, you know, it's it's fresh. It's like a fresh wound, you know. It, there's there's already so much uh, happening 
And I don't know how far you can take it from there. But for me personally, um, I think enough's enough. It's time to make this as important as quitting smoking, as important as losing weight, as important as going to therapy, as important as trying to quit alcohol if you're a, you know, alcoholic. Um, yeah, more people need to start saying they're addicted uh, when, when they, because uh, apparently there's a statistic that says uh, for men who consume porn on a regular basis, only 6% of them will admit that they are porn uh, addicted to uh, to watching videos. So here I am saying that I was addicted, or am addicted, sorry, and uh, I'm going to try and move forward uh, with my life. Uh, and while this may be a sensitive podcast for many of you, I hope it's enlightening to, to know the statistics and to know that someone else is dealing with it and that it can be very normal on the outside. You can be living your life completely. And I, for me personally, I, I like to think that I'm one of the high performers uh, out there putting putting out a, a lot of effort into many part areas of my life. It's just one of the areas here that is weaker than the others and that I'm trying to share something that is, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's going to help me personally, but it may help someone else as well. And that's all that matters in this world, that you may help someone somewhere someday. So leaving it on that, this has been the Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I'll see you this time next week. Bye now.